everybody, and welcome back to part three of our perfect horror film bracket showdown, tournament style bracket showdown. We've been doing this for the last three weeks, okay? <laughs> this is going to be the final week. We were not expecting it to go this long, but with so many huge contenders and shocking twists of fate, there's no way we could have imagined this. Um, I want to, first of all, thank my guests for joining me along this journey. I couldn't have done it without all of you. Elise Willems. Thanks for having me. What a November it's been. I mean, yeah, this is the... <laughs> this <laughs> As we embark on this horror let's do, yeah, Let's do a Halloween-themed thing that leaks into November. <laughs> we should start Christmas now. Um, Daniel Schneider. Hello, everybody. Oh, yeah? Okay. Halloween quip Yeah, and and of course Ryan Haley What up everyone, it's been a wonderful ride A a roller coaster of emotions I still got two horses in this race So I'm not out of it Um, It is a competition Uh, This is very scientific Although that evil coin I was going to make a suggestion, James. Since we are in the the top eight, the sweet eight, whatever. What, what is it? Mm-hmm. It's not sweet elite. 16. The elite eight. elite eight. We're in the elite eight. eight. <laughs> um, could, if, I was thinking, if we get a tie, what if, instead of going coin. straight to the evil coin, who everyone hates, yeah. what if we had yeah. one one other round of voting so if someone could change their vote? Someone could be, get persuaded after the tie. Mm-hmm. And then, like and then if idea. we tie, then we can go to okay. the evil coin. Okay. All right. You're really pigeonholing the coin as evil. The coin is like he's ever okay. done anything. I'm evil. a gambling man. I'm a dig- I, 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 the coin coins are evil. Roulette is no, evil. It's, right. it's mathematical perfection. Not yeah, the, it's the only. It's honestly the only way to be fair. There. All of these, all of these movies are subjective, and so um, you know that's the only way to be certain because you know Elise's experience could be completely different than my experience. For example, I watched Exorcist with my eyes closed. So, just you know, when you guys are talking about the cinematography, it didn't mean anything to me. But um, yeah. before we jump right into it, because it always takes longer than we think, I'm just going to go real quickly, very quickly, and recap everything and how we got to this point so far. So, all of the candidates from the beginning Halloween, Pan's Labyrinth, Kevin in the Woods, Reanimator, Hereditary, Alien, Shining, Human Centipede, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, The Exorcist, Army of Darkness, Scream, Thing, Martyrs 2008. Uh, Insidious, Get Out, Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Birds. Those are all of the ah, ones that made it into this bracket. Good list. Of that list, the only ones that remain are Pan's Labyrinth, Scream, Reanimator, The Thing, The Shining, Get Out, Human Centipede, and Nightmare on Elm Street as perfect horror films. Some of these people, I'm shocked to see. Yeah, people really, really bitching lot. about Pan's Labyrinth making it so far. Yeah, some of those there's comments a, were mine. There's a, a lot of gatekeeping in the horror community. It's like this is horror. This is horror. Process. This isn't horror. I think I'm with them. The, the, the behind the gate. I honestly. suppose effectively us doing a bracket where we choose is us doing our own version of gatekeeping. But I, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm well, torn the gatekeepers. I do think I do think Pan's Labyrinth is an amazing movie. One of my favorites. So well, that's something that we've been discussing this whole time. Is it is it a good movie? Are we are is we voting a for a movie? good movie or are we voting for a good for something that we think we better is a better example of the horror genre? <laughs> yeah, Those we may are, never know. And we may never know. Having gone through this whole bracket, there's <laughs> yeah. a chance we may never know. Unless um, Human Centipede wins, we'll never know. Mm. Yeah, right. 
Um, <laughs> again, Ryan, not a competition. You gain yes, nothing if one, of your, if one of your nominees makes it to the end. It's a bracket. Um, it's by definition a competition. But that's that's. It's not like you're a player on the team. I I pick these. These I'm the coach. I pick them, and I want them to I go don't the think distance. That, mm, no, uh, the only winner would be Guillermo del Toro. Justice for <laughs> martyrs. <laughs> Justice for <laughs> martyrs. You voted against martyrs, by the way. I yeah, but I was already gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to get started. We're already jumping right into this list, so let's let's jump right in. And you know what? We've been going. We've been going top left to bottom right. I'm gonna flip it. Oh my god! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start on the bottom right. Bottom which is right. Get out versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. So all of these movies we've previously discussed in in, in elaborate detail, but I think it's mm. worth bringing up some of the aspects of them because now they're going against different candidates. Nightmare on Elm Street beat Birds and Saw. You know, rightfully um, so. And then. And Get Out beat in, Insidious. So Get Out, a like a psychologically horrifying film. Uh, kind of social horror, too. What maybe? is pretty much just a like a haunted house movie. You know? <laughs> what are you calling a haunted it's a house movie? Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. So, and now it's going up against Nightmare on Elm Street, which I think, you know, is a little bit different. It's definitely something that's more defining of the horror genre. Yeah, this is classic so horror, horror movie. It's classic. classic. It's got a legacy. It's got one of the most famous okay. movie monsters of all time. Although I'd call In it Get ways, Out this... an instant classic. You know, everyone loves that movie. <laughs> but it's a modern classic. So this Mo- is a, modern like classic. a classic classic versus a modern classic. So, hmm. Hey, Ted. <laughs> what do you like better? Get Out or <laughs> Nightmare Ted? on Elm Street? It's my roommate Is that a here. bear? Sorry. Talking bear? Hurry up. We're live. Nightmare on Elm Street is the fifth vote. Just putting it out there. Um, uh, sorry, audience. We're just waiting on Ted. We're waiting <laughs> on Ted. Ted. sitting just his, off camera. Uh, <laughs> I'm voting for Get Out. Here. This is Ryan. Did Ted say Get Out? No, I said Get Out. Ted said Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, so no, He said, what would you rather watch thinking. Get Out? Interesting. Ryan is trying to seed Ted as this tiebreaker, and yeah. I will not I hate happen. The goal. Just so you I know, hate the goal. It, w- it will not happen. We're not going to get to the end. You're going to go, oh, Ted. Well, you've already <laughs> told Ted. Vote human centipede. You benefited from coin, though. I have. The animator beat round, but it doesn't make pocket. it feel good. It doesn't make me feel good. You've gotten some coin in your I don't your like pocket. to win like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you didn't give me my 20 bucks. Hell by coin. I, I owe you, yeah, sorry, I'll give you interest. The goddamn sorry. Exorcist is not on this list. It's ridiculous. Anymore. Halloween is an Goddamn Silent right. Night, Deadly Night. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get Out versus The Exorcist. Oh, Get Out, definitely movies from two different time periods. Let's say, mm-hmm. Nightmares had the time to, like, stand the test of time, right? So, uh-huh. so we know mm-hmm. it's a lasting member of the horror film community. I, I think the best thing that could happen for Get Out is that it doesn't stand the test of time because it means society <laughs> yeah. has progressed to a sure. point where this just feels like a a relic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think what what is so horrifying about this movie is the you know possible parallels to things that still exist in especially in American society. Kind of absolutely fetish, yeah. fetishizing the black body and and ownership over it. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I will say like, I'm really looking forward to Get Out Three, you know, Dream Boogaloo or whatever. 
Um, what? <laughs> uh, uh, for Get Out, like Human Centipede before it, um, the reason I love it so much, that movie, is because of the high concept, very well executed high concept that really sticks with you. It's it's more than even the visuals, which I think Get Out has some cool visuals going into the nothing or, or whatever, the, the mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. Uh, uh, that stuff is cool. But, um, or what is it, the Forbidden Zone? Sorry. No. Um, You're getting further and further away from it. All, yeah. All I'm saying is that is that I, I love the concept of Get Out so much that it almost suit like, like even though the visuals to me is more iconic of Nightmare on Elm Street in terms of what yeah. a horror movie is. I think that I, Get Out is so unique and so cool and such an awesome use of the horror genre that to me it's it's going to get my vote just for that. Even though I I hate to do Freddy that way because I love Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> mm. yeah. Get Get Out's I, definitely the smarter movie. To, yeah, to for the sure. opposite of uh, what I said earlier, Get Out, in terms of standing, standing the test of time, could become even scarier uh, if society can progress and make leaps where this feels even more foreign mm-hmm. of, a, of a horror concept. And people watch this and they go, Jesus Christ, like, you know. There, there I parallels unfo- here. unfortunately think it's going to be timeless. Um, <laughs> I think that basically the idea of people of putting brains into other people, that's like a that's that's a horror concept that's been going sure. on. But then adding, obviously, the 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 racial element, you know, and and stuff is is hopefully we we get we get rid of. But who knows? I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention a movie that paved the way for Get Out. Tales from the Hood, which right. was a series, which is a horror horror movie that had a series of dark tales um, based in urban culture, and it did tap into some of these things, like the incarcer- incarceration, uh, disproportionate disproportionate incarceration of uh, black men in our country, and it, but it was all through the guise of a horror film, like just a cheesy horror film. Which movie is so, this? Tales, Tales from, from the, the Hood. I don't think I saw that. It's great. It's a great movie. Sounds awesome. Um, but it, it was also kind of swept under the rug at the time as being like this schlocky kind of, because all the stories it's, are very it's pretty like, schlocky. Like silly ghost stories and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, so there is, a, it is, it is to go what you guys are saying about like maybe losing relevance or maintaining relevance over time. At least from the time that Tales from the Hood came out to now, it hasn't been any less of a meaningful thematic device with what Get Out did in terms of the racial racial aspect and the fear side of that. So I feel like we're going to be looking down the barrel of this for a very long time to come. Um, but I do want to say that like Nightmare on Elm Street created Freddy Krueger. Freddy yeah. Krueger. Yep. Some of like I would say arguably like the best horror lore, maybe and, on yeah. this on this list. It's like, up there. I and think Halloween is good, but Halloween is also just like, hey, he's a crazy guy. No, we still don't even really know sure. what's up with Michael Myers, even though he's had a thousand movies. You know, sure, he's just a kid that you know <laughs> yeah. had a screw loose. To argue in support of Freddy as well, he is definitely a the first of this type of movie slasher monster with but with personality yeah he wasn't mm-hmm. sort of the stoic personalityless michael myers or jason yeah he's not stalking he around had, in the shadow yeah he had pizzazz he had jazz <laughs> hands with knives on them. you could have fun you could have fun with him yeah right? he like, was, yeah. he's a very fun villain 
and that's that's something that like even Halloween, which I think started that stalk and slash genre, right? Like it was mm-hmm. fun because of the fear, right? I think I think Nightmare on Elm Street was the first time where it was like, oh, like it can be fun because it's fun, and the like, spectacle of the deaths because you're in this surreal dream mm-hmm. world get to be really really fun really mm-hmm. out there lots of really fun practical mm-hmm. scares yeah um, and well so. done that hand in the bathtub i can't <laughs> can't stress it enough yeah it's, it's hard to beat that, that image it's terrifying. I, I think that's what nightmare and freddy have over get out is imagery period uh, there's not you know other than the maybe the hypnotism scene even though i think get out is a smarter film doesn't have any images that are kind of burned into my brain forever like the man the, running at the screen, you know, there's a whole meme yeah. about that. I mean, okay. But, uh, you know, like you said, Freddy's got pizzazz. He, he's an icon and he's not just a big shadowy figure with a weird mask on. There's other, you know, he's got his sweater and his creepy, nasty skin. Is it a fedora or a different type of old school hat he's wearing? I forget. But I don't know. I think just the claw thing, having a... It might be a trilby. Having having a signature weapon, I think, is really cool. I know that he's the last, I think, character like that that's still in this bracket. So I think Nightmare might get my vote. Yeah, you can. The silhouette of Freddy Krueger is is immediately recognizable. And if you think about a lot of these films, and not the 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 villain and the monster isn't the only defining attribute, but like there's only a handful on this list that you can think the silhouette and be like, I know who that is. Yeah. yeah, Nancy is an underrated scream queen. Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily get her due. She comes back in the third one in a different sort of mentorship role. Uh, Johnny Depp, this, you know, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously was a huge launch pad for him. <laughs> would we have? Would we have gotten the the poop wars, the poop in the bed wars? The, oh yeah, Johnny Depp what? And Amber Heard, absolutely not. not been they were clear. Amber They're was pooping. cleared of of all charges apparently in, a court in of terms law. of pooping in Johnny Depp's bed. <laughs> That's unrelated. That'll be a different <laughs> maybe next week. We'll talk about that for Perhaps an hour. we should just vote. All right. I think I do <laughs> I think, think so. we I do think we have to vote on this one. This is a tough one. It's a tough one. But I Here we go, know, coin. It's a tough one. All right. So it's gonna be one finger for get out, two fingers for nightmare on Elm Street. Voting in three, two, one, go. Freddy! Oh, wow. Wow, all right. I honestly thought all of you would be voting for Get Out, so I thought I will give Nightmare on Elm Street a vote because I think it's iconic. you need to stop voting like that. That didn't work for you last time. I vote vote like all the directors and crew are watching, and I don't want their feelings to be hurt. Um, Well, Jordan Peele's crying after he sees this. Good job. I mean, Get Out's amazing. You guys threw away your votes there. <laughs> well, all right. All right. Let's our first let's move member on. of the final four. Yeah, we deservedly so. Street has made it to the final four. I mean, I would have been okay with either of them getting yeah, there. To same. be honest yeah, with you, yeah, yeah um, they're both workhorses of the genre <laughs> um, and subsets of the genre too. Two different ones. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. but we got to keep the keep the train rolling. Let's jump on over to the West Coast. Ah. Which represents nothing, but that's just the left <laughs> side of the bracket. Um, and let's do The Shining versus Human Centipede. All right, let's write, get ready to vote. Yeah, all right. Ready to vote. <laughs> oh, no, we got to do a lot of discussion okay. about this. Okay, let's discuss. <laughs> Brian, discuss human. Off. What do you okay. like about The Shining? God, see, the, what do I love about The Shining? I mean, I love, uh, it's probably one of the best Kubrick movies. Um, 
But one of, like, he's one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah, like, but and it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Shining's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I always yeah. when but when people try to call it one of the best horror movies of all time. <sighs> See, I don't know. Maybe it's just different strokes for different folks, but I definitely put that in this into more. It's got horror stuff, but it's, it's kind of more psychological art horror film horror, kind of horror, semi horror. It's horror. It's pretty much horror. I don't mean to not call it horror. <laughs> she went all the way but around. <laughs> human centipede is real horror, man. I mean, you can only put that in one genre. This is a horror film. Nothing else, you Docu- know. Science documentary. Yes, yeah. it's science, also science a, a, a it doubles as a biology mm-hmm. uh, thing. You could watch a biology yeah. class. <laughs> show it in high perfectly classes, yeah. medically accurate. The Shining's probably hundred percent medically accurate. It honestly should beat The Shining just for that. The Shining is not medically <laughs> accurate whatsoever. I dock a lot of points for it for well, that. So, so Ryan, you've talked about Human Centipede in the past, and you said you know you thought that what's his name Dieter, Dieter um, Laser. Peter Laser, Laser, like, should have been nominated for an Academy Award. Absolutely, yes. How would you compare that to some of the performances from lesser-known actors in The Shining, like Jack Nicholson? (laughs) Everyone gives a great performance in The Shining. Uh, You know, uh, uh, the the, the bell clerk who who talks to Danny, Danny himself, Mm -hmm. Shelley Duvall, we've gone through this, is like all of them, A-plus performances. I, I still get back to, if I'm sitting down to rate what is the best horror movie. If I'm going to give a horror movie to, to friends to watch and they want to be like just freaked out, like not mm-hmm. just scared, but just kind of like have a bunch of what the fuck moments, you're going to get that way mm-hmm. more in Human Centipede than The Shining. But, You'll, the Shining is maybe clearly they don't want made that. from one of the masters of cinema. And yeah. yes, it's it the is better a movie. It is an art, yeah. Okay, but 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 the Godfather would should win everything or whatever, you know. In that case, I think that's boring. All right, the Human Centipede is <laughs> badass. It's audacious. It's balls to the wall, crazy horror movie. That's what I want out of a horror movie. I don't know about you guys, but uh, if you guys want some art film, stu- you know, film student. <laughs> Uh, freshman that's year. What Kubrick, that's what Kubrick's Shining is. Yeah, that's what Kubrick, so Kubrick's Shining film. is. It's cool, but I mean, come on. Dude. I would Human argue on the, that on the 1980, you would sit down your friends and say, by God, this movie, The Shining, you have to see it. There's this blood comes out of the elevator. Jack Torrance is just right. a, a man I'm tormented. not. I'm not saying the that no one should see it. I'm just saying, but, it, but, but would you say, guys, hey, woman in the bathtub, all yeah. my friends, you guys are the biggest horror buffs in the world. I can only show you one movie. Do I show you The Shining or do I show mm-hmm. you this movie? Hold on. The, the biggest horror buffs centipede. in the world haven't seen The Shining? I'm saying yeah. in this hypothetical situation where we're oh, trying okay. to... Okay. Terrible hypothetical. I'm trying to impress horror buffs. Do I impress them with Human Centipede or The Shining? I impress them with Human Centipede. This is my case. How many copies of Human Centipede have you bought for people? You know. I mean, counting Christmases, birthdays... Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't have that many uh, hands. If I had more hands connected to bodies on my okay, ass, so a lot, have... a good amount. Gotcha. Okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my yeah. case, and I think I make a pretty good mm-hmm. one. The Shining, yes, you can have it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Whatever, I agree. But Human Centipede <laughs> should win. Hold Go on, to the Super don't, Bowl. Don't vote against yourself now. Hold on, we need this is a discussion, Ryan. Oh, okay, well, what do you guys over? think? What do you guys think? Huh? I, you know, I want to reiterate what I've said in some past. Um, past episodes that the reason I think Human Centipede has gotten this far 
is because it is extremely well made. I, I have talked, despite the marketing and push course. and the concept alone of it just being this grotesque thing, which is all true, it's, it's an extremely competently made film. I mean, more than competent. Mm-hmm. I think it's shot beautifully. I think it it builds to this... You, there is a sense of dread that is building, and I do think that Dieter Laser's performance, if he if they had a lesser maybe more schlocky, like if it felt more like reanimator, I don't think anyone, I don't think it would be deserving. It would just be some other trauma esque schlock thing that, that is exists. And then is forgotten as soon as the marketing machine rolls on. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason I wasn't like, get this off the list is because of how well made it is. Now on the flip side, I do think we are, it has landed in this bracket in a place where we're comparing it to Kubrick, which is tough. I think that the best a, ever. if there was another world where it was going against something else, then maybe I would be like, oh, well, you know, it is really scary and it does a great job building dread. But in terms of building dread, The Shining is a snowball that starts in such like a a peaceful place you know like where the movie begins so bright and happy and by the end of it without you really noticing you're in a snowstorm and it's there's no light there's no darkness and there's no joy and it just like you you're not like oh here's the moment where it changed it's not like sunshine right i love sunshine but you can pinpoint in sunshine the moment where everything changed they were going on this trip and then a thing, uh, one of the satellite dishes broke a little bit, and then everything from that point on was a disaster. Like, The Shining feels like a movie where you're like, all right, we're there. All right, let's unpack. All right, I'm going to get to work. I'm going to work on my novel. And, like, everything seems really normal until, like, I guess there's a couple times where they cut to an exterior and it goes dong. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, but, That's like, dread. other than that, it just kind of feels... Yeah. Like, it's just this building, this building. Yeah, I mean, I think the aerial shot of, you know, driving up to the Overlook, like, that's all the impending dread you need to know is coming, is established in that shot. And that's what I think is masterful, that The Shining does. I mean, I I agree that there's always a sense of impending dread. I'm just saying that pinpoint, a lot of movies rely on this pinpoint, the inciting incident. But the inciting incident is like, let's go to a hotel, you know. What's bad about The Shining, Ryan? What's bad about The Shining? Yeah. Um, th- th- not much. The only thing that's a little bad to me, and it's not even, this is just a nitpicky thing, but I feel like there's no real uh, inciting incident for Jack Nicholson being so crazy all of a sudden. He kind of, it's just, you kind of were supposed to get that he's has writer's block and just the isolation is getting to him and stuff. But I don't know. We kind of, uh, uh, you kind of have to, assume a lot i feel like but that's it there, there's there's nothing terrible about the shining the shining is great you guys are making all good points about the shining i my mm-hmm. my main case is does it deserve the horror uh throne and i would say <laughs> other movies deserve it like human Center. i want to i want to say one more thing against the shining though mm-hmm. i do i did like it is hard to watch it and not notice that there is no point where one of the characters shits in the mouth of another character. <laughs> it doesn't have that going so, for like, it. It doesn't have that. Like, and, right. it, and when you're watching it now in 2020, it's impossible not to watch it and notice that absence. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's why I look for I, I, my just, horror movies. The, the Shining has at least, you know, a dozen iconic moments in it. And, you know, 
I think mm-hmm. the human centipede what has the it has the shitting centipede. Oh, uh, the whole every frame is an iconic moment, and there are twenty four of them a second. It's great. <laughs> well, that's a Maybe lot. Maybe Ryan will. <laughs> Ryan might feel differently, but I feel like there's many dimensions of horror to The Shining. Whether it's that you're a woman who is trapped with your maniac husband, uh-huh. or you're a little boy that's dealing with these supernatural <laughs> occurrences, or you're a man who's dealing with your own torment and and distortion of your reality. Like there's just, there's a lot happening there. Um, yeah. But uh, the poop in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. The poop in the mouth. Uh, how, there are how some toilets. That is more, more there horrific. There are some toilets in the background with the gross old lady. Yeah. But like, other than that. <laughs> and can we just take a moment to uh, recognize the stroke of genius by uh, it's two American uh, uh, women who get who get surgically sewn to a Japanese man who's the only one that can talk, and then there's an Austrian doctor. So you have this mm. also kind of hilarious, uh, uh, what do you call it, like comedy of errors where no one can communicate with each other. Literally, yeah. the doctor can't Classic. understand what the Japanese human centipede man is saying, and they can't communicate. He, you only he have still subtitles. Put him at the front. He still decides to put him in front. I know that's crazy. kind of an interesting uh, decision so, by the director, which yeah. I think is probably better decision than anything Kubrick. I, made, I don't. But it's just... as, as far as the human centipede goes, I, I don't think everyone necess- That's like maybe one more step in the horror rung, where you know a movie like The Shining can freak everybody out. Something like The Human Centipede is going just one level past to just completely fucking disgusting, and that's part of the like, point. <laughs> but but every, everybody can enjoy horror this, this zone right here. Everybody can enjoy this and still be horrified and scared without just for the rest of their lives being afraid of Look, getting if we're centipeded. If we're having a horror uh, bracket, we don't need to be judging this based on the Overton window of horror, okay? We need to be going off the extreme shit, man. Martyrs should be well, in there, th- right with human <laughs> centipede and silent night, deadly night. All of mine should be in the top, is but kind that, of what so I'm saying. Ted. Can you ask Ted? Ted left. Yeah. I, w- I would have asked him. Uh, he, he loves human Ted. centipede. That's why we live together. Because <laughs> you're hoping be, you one day you'll get stitched. Yeah, you guys should be careful. Don't just, get there, was, there was no <laughs> criteria to this that the scariest or most off-putting of the movies is what wins. That's not how this works. There was, but there was no criteria, Dan. Yeah, so what right. The criteria what for is the Ryan criteria? is That's... the criteria for Ryan. And, and this is uh-huh. why I assembled all of you. Because I knew that your criteria meant something different. And, and to bring in those different points of view is the only way we're going to get to the bottom of it. And speaking of getting to the bottom of it, like an American girl backpacking through Austria, um, we have to get to the bottom of The Shining versus Human Centipede right now. Okay. it's a good segue. So I, I think we have to vote. I think so. right? it's vote time. Okay. So we're going to do one finger for The Shining, two for Human Centipede. Complete title, so, first sequence. Ryan, please don't find a fake hand to help. Oh, how'd you know that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. On three. Wait, oh, remind one, me the numbers. Sorry. One for Shining, two for Human Centipede. Okay, thank you. Or right. three for, well, I thought we were doing threes for human centipede. Anyway. Really anyway. <laughs> no, 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 that's not confusing. That's a bad joke. All right. <laughs> a good joke. All right. On three. One, two, three. Come on, guys. Come on. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. What did I expect? You're right. What did I expect? 
fucking He's so disappointed in us. A bunch of kind of a bunch of pansies like us, Ryan. You knew where we were gonna go. Okay, that's not what I already implied. That's what you. You don't have to like poop eating movies to be not pansy. Okay, I'm just saying. I thought thought we were all on the same page, but human human centipede is satire. I mean, okay? you, it includes poop eating, but they also say, I don't like eating poop in it, so it's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ryan's heartfelt argument almost had me. Almost had me Thank there. You, Dan. Could have Did gone it really? To yeah, it was close. No, it didn't. No way. Not even. <laughs> okay. If we had gone to the fucking coin on Human Centipede versus The Shining, I would have we shut have this down right now. We All haven't right. had to go to the, but, the true uh, coin yet. We haven't we haven't had to pull the coin yet. Um, no no need to go to the coin, but we are gonna toss something. We're gonna toss to an ad break right now. We'll be back with the finished list after these messages from our sponsors. This episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by HelloFresh. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Uh, it offers convenient, no-contact delivery. You don't have to worry about going to a grocery store. We're probably in a point in time where you probably shouldn't be going out if you don't have to, so why not have all your groceries come to you in a nice, convenient box? Um, recipes are also easy to follow, simple steps, pictures. There's no way you can get confused. I've spoken to a lot of people in the past that go, I can't cook, I don't know how to cook. I don't believe you, especially if you're using HelloFresh. It is like... It's like the Legos, basically, of, of cooking, and there's no way it could be easier. Also, it's quick. You're going to get your meals on the table. You're going to be cooking right away. It's going to be on the table in about 30 minutes, maybe less, um, if you chop as fast as I do. I'm a pretty quick chopper. I got some sharp, sharp knives. Um, it's a great value. You're going to save 40% uh, when you use HelloFresh versus shopping at the grocery stores. Also, one of the things that I like most is you use everything. You don't have anything left over. Sometimes when you go to the grocery store, you try think you're measuring things out right, but then it turns out you bought too many green onions, and now what are you going to do with all these green onions? You're either going to make them go to waste, or you're going to have green onions with everything. With HelloFresh, everything in the box is something you're going to use, and it's great. Plus, it's all delicious and nutritious. It's high-quality, pre-portioned. Uh, everything is going to be ripe. Everything's going to be ready to go. Uh, over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure peak flavor and ripeness. This is high quality groceries directly to your door, and it helps you eat more sustainably. HelloFresh is the first carbon neutral meal kit company. Okay, you're going to be skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh. That means you're reducing food waste, like I mentioned. You're also not, you know, using any gasoline to go anywhere. Like there's there's a lot of advantages uh, for the environment, not just for your own body, your body is in temple, but uh, for the environment, for using HelloFresh. Um, also, HelloFresh has streamlined their own supply chain. That means that produce, produce gets to you faster and fresher than you would get at a grocery store. Um, it's also flexible. Um, if you one week decide that you want more meals or less meals or different kinds of things, you can easily change your delivery days or meal plan preferences. Maybe you want to try vegetarian for a couple weeks or a couple months or a couple years, you can switch that up. It's super easy. Plus, if you think that you might have time or maybe you're traveling or something, or you're going to be out of town or Thanksgiving's coming up and you're going to do some other cooking, you can skip a week whenever you need to right on the app. You keep your fridge stocked by adding extra meals 
Uh, on the flip side, proteins, quick meals like breakfast on the go or 10-minute lunches, even desserts to satisfy that sweet tooth. HelloFresh has you covered no matter your lifestyle. I recently went through a big box of my own HelloFresh and everything in it was just absolutely delicious. I got a couple vegetarian recipes. I got a chicken and rice skillet. There was a bunch of delicious stuff in there. Um, and I actually really enjoyed the cooking process. Um, some of the meals, I didn't end up using all of the ingredients and save some and then use it in other things because the groceries were more fresh than if I had just gone to the grocery store. So the whole process was great. I, I personally love cooking and it is really fun to try new recipes and new things. And that's what I was able to do with HelloFresh. And if this seems like something you'd be into and you want to try HelloFresh, we want to make sure that you're getting the best deal you possibly can. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Filmhouse90. Why 90? Use that code Filmhouse90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's a lot of fresh food. That's a lot of good food, and it's going to be a lot of fun times cooking. So if this is something you're into, definitely try it out. Use code FILMHOUSE90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Thank you, HelloFresh, for your sponsorship. This episode of FILMHOUSE is brought to you by Manscaped. Winter is coming. And you know what that means. That means people are going to be holding up in their homes more than they already have been. That means they're not going to care about how they look. They're not going to care about how they feel. And they're all going to turn into big, scary hairy yetis, but I'm here to tell you that Manscaped has a solution. They have an option, and your grooming doesn't have to suffer. Manscaped has the new Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts, and even has a light to help you with your close shave everywhere, okay? Because if you're going to be a yeti, you're going to have to trim yourself everywhere. We got to bring that hair down. The weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes. I'm not going to tell you what holes to be delicate with, but I think you should know. This product also has a proprietary skin-safe technology to help you prevent nicks, snags, and tugs, which are my three favorite characters from Saturday Morning cartoon cereal boxes. Uh, the performance package also includes Crop Preserver, which is a deodorant for your balls uh, to protect against chafing. Uh, all their Crop Reviver, also their Crop Reviver ball toner will keep your boys fresh at all times. But hair isn't the only thing that you can take care of. Uh, do you have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with your foot duster, their foot deodorant uh, made to fight odors for the dirtiest feet. Listen, the Manscaped is a place where they just want to make sure that you look your best in the easiest way possible, all right? Because we have a tendency to let ourselves go, whether that means hair or smells or chafy balls, okay? And they just want to provide you with all the best options to do that. If you want to smell good wherever you go, even at home, because that's okay too, um, good because the refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. Yes, I am wearing it right now. You could tell just by looking at me. On top of everything they've thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Listen, they are covering you head to toe with things that are make you feel better, look better, and did I mention feel better? Um, plus, you get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com filmhouse. Um, so you, just because you're spending in time inside during this winter doesn't mean you have to feel terrible all the time, okay? 
So get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash filmhouse. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash filmhouse. Be sure to join the Manscaped movement, which I think basically just means not letting yourself go to crap. Uh, these products, oh my God, it says these products are snow joke. That's what it says here in the read. It's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And we are back, ready to finish this list. We have three more to go. That includes the final one, the final showdown. Right? Am I correct on that? Yeah. One, two, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No? Two more. How? I don't know. We have anyway, three more. We have, a, <laughs> we have three more. Right. Yeah, You're right. Including the Super Bowl. Okay. The Spooky Bowl. All right. Spooker Bowl. Let's move on to Pan's Labyrinth versus Reanimator. Man, every Ooh. single one of these is just going to be three verse one on me. <laughs> this is, this is. I feel like this is very similar to our discussion about Shining and Human Centipede. Um, it is. I am. Yeah. I am willing to make a case again. I feel like I've been saying it again, and again. To me, Pan's Labyrinth is not a horror film. Yeah, absolutely. the way some of these other movies are horror films, but it has yeah, enough yeah. horror it's, elements that if you were to stretch the definition and give nobody criteria, that you could say maybe it's a horror movie. Let me. Get, uh, I, I would like to say that going back to a previous episode, Pan's Labyrinth being Halloween is a de- goddamn travesty. Okay, and I think about it every night. It keeps me awake, and it's there's, oh it has no business being there. It should be Halloween. Yeah. I, I would say that's the weakness of never establishing the criteria. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, a strength. Halloween probably should have. I mean, it's Pan, the problem is that Pan's Labyrinth is such a fucking amazing yeah. movie. Probably shouldn't have won in horror, but. Uh, it's an incredible movie. It has the horrors of war, fantasy horror in it. Reanimator, you look at those practical effects, and yeah. when that was done, it did a lot. Mm-hmm. It did a lot. Yes, it And did. it definitely subscribes to the more traditional concept of horror. Uh-huh. There you go. Is, traditional, you know, like yeah. It's, but again, I have assembled you for a reason, and it's to bring up these things. I am not happy about Pan's Labyrinth beating Halloween, but... It did. happened. Okay. Yeah, you know, you Maybe play into the tournament. Something. It's eye-opening. You get okay. you get yourself That's into the tournament, it. and you play your way to the championship. Oh, I agree. You it doesn't mean know. I can't. No one's uh, no one's saying you don't play basketball. Voice my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I I get it. Listen, I I agree. I I want to again. So reanimator. Um, it has already beaten hereditary, and it was a split vote. Yeah. Um, that was coin, right? Hereditary. That was coin. What's that? It that was, was coin. coin right? So her- it's the only yeah. way I win is mean, coin. I take solace in knowing neither of these can take The Shining. Okay. Yeah. All right. You never know. Like to that confidence, <laughs> though, you never know unless you're. Will it in come the- back to bite me? Unless you're in their heads. Reanimated um, go the distance. So, <laughs> I I Let's do think that there's something to be said about what Reanimator has already done, which is really impressive. Um, and, and I also think that if we're kind of trying to compare things on this list, um, Hereditary, I think is pretty, feels pretty similar to Pan's Labyrinth. I would say Hereditary is, is the version of Pan's Labyrinth, the extremely well-made movie about something other than horror that tips more into horror than Pan's Labyrinth does for me. Um, and Reanimator already surpassed it with, even with coin. So, um, you know, those are just some things that are rolling around in my head as we as we kind of work our way through this. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. Ryan, where, I mean, I know what you're going to fight for. But, yeah, um, like, like, don't get me wrong. All, this is this is very similar to The Shining thing. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I think it's such a well-made movie. But, you know, we got to remember why we're here, folks. We're here to pick the best horror film. All right? Pan's Labyrinth getting to the Super Bowl or anywhere close to it, to the final four of a horror film off over Reanimator and Halloween, I, I wouldn't be able to really sleep ever again. Um, no. if, if we made this decision, uh, 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 reanimator is the absolutely the better horror film. Um, if you've seen it, it's, yeah, it's got everything you want. Like what the fuck moments, the, cra- the, the, the crazy evil doctor, you know, people literally getting their heads chopped gratuitous off nudity. and reanimating their body. Gratuitous nudity, which is, uh, uh, classic gratuitous nudity. Really kind of came out of nowhere I, too. In the end of that movie, you think they would have had some nudity somewhere else. Except yeah. the very yeah, end. Well, that's what makes it so shocking. Yeah, what, you know, what are you talking about? There's nudity in the beginning of the movie. Is that's there? true. There's, there's they like have, they get finished having sex in the be- beginning of the bed. That's and right. That's the gratuitous. Mm. They that's show right. her boobs at the beginning. The okay. We have two okay. masters right. here, guys. Stuart Gordon and Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, both with their different flavors. But I definitely, when I think horror, I think Stuart Gordon's kind of horror way more than Guillermo del Toro. And they're both classics. But Reanimator's got to take this. It can't be a split. We gotta go. The question I'm asking You're... myself is if Guillermo would want Reanimator to win. <laughs> I, mean, I think probably so. Inspired. I, I, in Gordon. his little They're notebook buds. or whatever, maybe he's got. We went to that Guillermo del Toro exhibit. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think if there's any cool art exhibit. But a Reanimator or whatever, however he would no. say. I gave him life. That's how he would say it. That's what he I was supposed Guillermo to make of describe it. Yeah, that's what he's saying with an accent. Uh, GDT was supposed to be making a. Frankenstein movie, but that uh, Dooku killed mm. it, apparently. Yeah, he's had so many. He was supposed to do Mountains of Madness, which would have been that's rad. Kind of, Reanimator's kind of a take on the Frankenstein story a little bit. Yeah. Wouldn't oh, you yeah. say? Oh, yeah. like, a, a thousand percent. Or more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More fun. Yeah. I think. Uh, it's just like Pan's Labyrinth. Again, juxtaposes the movie. horrors of war with the fantasy horrors. It is an incredible movie. It is. Keep it's saying. incredible. That that guy that plays the general in Pan's Labyrinth, traditionally in Italy, he's a comedic actor. But he's just terrifying in Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. um, which is like such a feat. I, I, I know Re- what I'm going to vote for. Reanimator has Jeffrey Combs, right, who kind of looks like him. <laughs> I, know, I, might, I know my vote for that. I know my vote for this one. Um, okay, are we ready to? What's the name? I can't. I can't. I'm unable to think of it. The the gothic horror that Guillermo made. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. I feel like Crimson Peak maybe belongs in this list a little bit more. Than <laughs> I mean, also not okay. not the most straightforward horror movie. I think he like Del no. Toro is known as this horror guy, um, but doesn't necessarily make just these straightforward movies with a bunch of blood and tits in them, like. He elevates the genre so much so that you can't consider his horror movies horror movies. Put this out here. There's full bush in the fish movie. (laughs) He also just gets mismarketed (laughs) over and over again. Like Crimson Peak is a gothic romance. It's more like Rebecca Mm -hmm. with a little bit of horror elements than it is. He just just keeps getting 
spun as this pure horror director. What's wrong with blood and tits? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just uh, I'm just saying when you have someone that uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan has drawn uh, the eyes on his hands again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to vote. Reanimate. When does he do it? It's like when the when the magician reveals at the end of his set that he's changed his shirt. Yeah. Like, when did he do that? I want to know when he changed his shirt. You gotta, re- you gotta watch the episode again. Sorry, All Dan. Right. You were gonna say something. I don't even Ryan know. Put up his hands. Just, I, I think right. just the we, yeah. I don't even remember. I was just doing it. Okay. I, well, I mean, I can't argue with what Ryan's doing right now. I think True. It's time to, but who's he? Bro- I don't that's know which question. what his argument is for. I don't for. know who that's in support. It's, he didn't. He could not pull a single image from Reanimator to put on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I could take my head off. <laughs> okay. Do it. All right. Let's vote. It's going to be one finger for Pan's Labyrinth, two fingers for Reanimator. Okay. I know what I'm voting for. All right. Get ready in three. Two, one, go. Reanimator! Screw my movie! Reanimator! Oh! No way! Yeah! 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 yeah. That's three versus the Reanimator. <laughs> and you know what? It's Elise! Just, betrayal! Like, betrayal, Elise. Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth is one of my favorite, favorite movies, <gasps> but I will have to say, like, as much as we've been goofing on Ryan with this, when I watched Reanimator and I saw all the practical stuff that they did when they did it, I was like, man, this, like, some of it even holds up. Oh, and, sure. And, yeah. Like, his head, you know, his disembodied head is great. And, it's a great and, villain. Uh, it's got a lot of it's great It's horrifying. Stuff in it. it's, I think it's horrifying. I think, I mean, it's still, I think there's certain things that are way scarier. We talked about it last time. There are movies that I've seen that are way scarier than Reanimator. And I would probably give a scarier movie my vote over Reanimator. But Reanimator versus Pan's Labyrinth, they both feel like movies that are like, oh, one's horror and the other one's like, like, Historically, kind of horror-y. You will I'm not give it regret to the one the that sense. I feel like I would do uh, capital I, H. I, I have so you know, a, Ryan Lamp, Pan's Labyrinth is the better movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you said you, that you, even. You agreed with my argument then that it, we're, this is the better horror film. So I, I okay, I see where your logic is. You the won't regret uh-huh. this. You didn't know so your words. I have a question about Reanimator. Uh-huh. And they might have answered this in the movie, but I missed it. So the um, the crazy young doctor chops the head off of the bad guy. But previously, every time they reanimated somebody, they went kind of nut bars crazy. What was it about the one doctor that was holding his head that made him be able to stay like normally? Yeah, it was dosage difference. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that the whole thing is that the Jeffrey Combs Combs character was like constantly mucking with the dosage. And he would always if you went too far to one side, it would basically turn them into like like basically zombie zombie monsters yeah but then if you if you did the right dosage then it would actually make it work that's what that was my question i presumed from watching it was that it was it's been a while for me but what james said sounds right (laughs) well that's what he was like in the beginning of the movie he's constantly experimenting with dosage and stuff and when the the german in like time after death like yeah whatever all right right. doesn't need to make sense i was just curious we Oof. we almost have our final four. Um, we just need to do one more here. We probably need to pick up the pace because we are still somehow managing to go along on this. Oh my gosh! Scream versus the thing. No, no question. Scream here. versus the thing. It should be the Exorcist and the thing. It's that that would be a way way harder decision in my in my opinion. Mm. But okay, all right. Well, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the thing has. Show. That's your opinion, man. The thing has everything <laughs> going for it. 
We've got our savior, JC, in the prime of his career with Kurt Russell. It's it's hard to beat that duo in anything, if you ask me. It's tough because we also got our other savior, WC, <laughs> with, <laughs> with new, you know, uh, an ML, uh, Neo Scream Queen, Nev Campbell. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Pat Matthew Lillard giving one of the best performances <gasps> of his career, underrated. We've oh, got the iconic Ghostface, Ghostface mask, mask killer. Yeah. I don't uh, see we've got comedy. We've got DB dressed up in the thing mask on Halloween. Uh, we've got you know parody and pastiche, and we've got a, a meta assessment of an entire genre. We've got a revitalization mm-hmm. of a genre mm-hmm. in Scream. This is a tough one. Does I, does the is. humor in in Scream take away from the horror? Just no. like the fact that it takes Not itself so lightly. Okay. Not for me, not in the same way I appreciate it in Nightmare on Elm Street. I think this is the next level of that. I, I think I think horror should be a fun time, mm-hmm. but the same way that a pure action movie like um, something like a John Cusack where the world is ending kind of 2012 type movie is not as fun as a Fast and Furious, something that like takes itself a little less seriously sure. sometimes. Okay. I do think that like there's pure adrenaline and then there's self-aware adrenaline that dissipates some of that adrenaline with other forms of entertainment within. Oh, yeah. I, I, like I, I do think comedy and horror, we've talked about this a little bit, but they just work so well in concert from each other because it's peaks and valleys mm-hmm. and the same, you know, like peanut butter and carrots. I think you talked about like, you know, it's 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 the building that uh, tension and then setting the relief mm-hmm. uh, or the release of it. And uh, scream, you know, I, I think comedy sometimes in horror, it lulls you into a little bit of a false sense of security because you're letting yourself laugh, mm-hmm. enjoy it, and then it hits you with the scare. Yeah. This is a big one. Like, the thing is, looks so good. Kurt Russell. Holds up. Yeah, the, those practical effects still hold up. I, I think the oh. that whole aspect of not knowing who could be the monster and it could be hiding within anybody, I think is almost kind of like a timeless theme, but also a frightening mm. thing that, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a monster inside anybody you look at and it, it could get you at any point. For um, sure. I also and really love the world. Oh, so. I was going to say, and socially, that whole imposter thing, you know, we see in board games, we see in video yeah. games, like it's definitely we love those a games. thing that, you know, we're talking about Get Out, is this still going to be relevant? I mean, you're always going to have an alien monster movie but the idea of not knowing if the person next to you has your best or worst interest in mind is like a really human thing like yeah. and it's something that's always going to be scary and Ryan, like do and you have it's just like also maybe the evils you could do to somebody just if you're suspicious of their ill intentions you know you could go yeah, lock yeah, them the in witch, a sub-zero cabin yeah exactly it. yeah do yeah. you have your pick solidified ryan this is probably the hardest of the of the the top eight for me because it's two titans. Um, I I for you know to your question about comedy and horror and stuff. Some some purists are not don't like to mix their comedy and their horror. I personally love it, right, as you can tell by my picks. <laughs> Army of Darkness is like my all time favorite. That's basically mm-hmm. a straight comedy. Um, but uh, yeah, to me the thing is just. A cla- like not just it transcends the genre it's like a classic just movie it's just amazing mm-hmm. in every way john carpenter's a master uh, i love like the first time i saw it I, it really got me like who was the thing and who wasn't and the effects and the whole imposter syndrome thing was amazing 
And yeah, Scream, Scream historically, from like a cultural standpoint, obviously did more for horror than The Thing probably ever did. I think The Thing was a flop when it, it came out. It tanked, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but I don't know, you know, how everyone weighs that a little differently, like its place in horror and stuff. And I kind of did earlier in the other ones where I'm like, if you think about a horror movie, which one do you think of? Kind of scream, honestly, than thing, but the thing is just too good. I can't not. The thing does, it does transcend. I think it's a movie you can show people that aren't necessarily into horror movies or scary movies and they would still enjoy it because it could just play as maybe a sci fi movie a little bit, even though I do think it fully, unlike Pans, is unquestionably a horror movie. I also, I really like the, um, it's something Carpenter does really well is he like, he creates this little universe, the little tiny world down in the in the arctic at their little research station and you know there's a dozen different characters but each one is established pretty clearly with just a couple of lines you kind of get maybe a little bit of personality quirk for each one of these little characters i like it mm-hmm. also maybe excuse i think a lot of times horror movies they like have this maybe overarching problem that people dismiss um just like what where where's the cops or the military why isn't someone here to help solve this problem. But when you isolate people somewhere, you know, like a cabin deep in the woods or a little research station in Antarctica, it makes sense why so much chaos can happen because there's no help anywhere to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always mentally associate alien and the thing together yeah. just what because it has a lot of those uh, story beats of like people that are isolated somewhere. They have some type of um, information infiltration that they can't control they can't quite pinpoint uh they're remote they can't get help the thing takes it to the other level because it's like someone's you know there's the deceiver level of someone that's actively infected with it and trying to manipulate and deceive you and so i think like you know in a way the thing alien walked so the thing can run a little bit (laughs) because the thing was john carpenter was like let's take it to the next extreme of Mm -hmm. that uh, but man, it's, it's, it's so good. The thing's so good. When I think about what I would rewatch, it's definitely Scream because I've seen that movie 50 times compared to The Thing, which is maybe like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like, which one are you going to watch tonight? Like I'd probably put on Scream, but the, then the, the, the thing feels like an event where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, going to yeah. do sit down and do this. And that makes it very special in a way yeah. too. Ennio Morricone didn't he do the score? Am I crazy? Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, we'll we say have so. To, we, just for the sake <laughs> of time, we're going to have to vote. I feel like we could talk for hours about this one specifically, but this uh, has been a really tough they, corner they of the bracket. Ennio Morricone to score Scream, and he um, <laughs> instead instead they waited for Scream Two, where they could use yeah the Broken Arrow Hans Zimmer's uh, score from Hans Zimmer. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, one finger oh. for Scream, two fingers for The Thing. This is to get into the final four. Do we have any visual gags three. for The Thing here, Hang on, Ryan? hang on a second. Any... Hang on. No, no Wait, visual. what are the numbers? What are the numbers? One for Scream, two for The Thing. Uh... <laughs> got something. He's no. got a Scream mask. No. All right, all right. Uh, all right, so let's do it. Three, two, one, go. The Thing. <laughs> oh, a tie! Oh no! Oh, no. A tie! Coin! Oh, wow. the thing. It's a better movie. You know what that means? It is a way better movie. Coin. We have to trust James too. No, 
Now we can coin flip. I thought, I thought we had so, a moment to uh, uh, to oh, yeah. persuade you guys, Elise. No, no, that's for the, only for the final one. That's only for the final what? one. We'd have no more time for debate. We've I been talking we for debated. 50 minutes. I thought we had a debate. Oh, uh, you've got a point there. Heads, heads, it's scream. Tails, it's the <sighs> thing. Is... Coin decides. There's no good. There's no good. There's no good final. Tails, the thing the wins. Thing. Yeah! No. I love the coin. I love the coin. <laughs> We're back on the coin train. <laughs> oh god. Coin, coin, coin for president. And I mean, one of the, the tantamount uh, things that people love about this podcast is just the sportsmanship. sportsmanship. <laughs> uh, honestly, I was fine with either of them getting it. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly it, th fine. This one, it's like there's no winner, there's no loser because they're both just eat I, shit. Scream. Me, if someone says, "Well, I want to watch a great horror movie tonight," I go, "Let's put on Scream." That would mm -hmm. be where I go to. If I thought longer and I scoured my notes, then maybe eventually I'd find the thing. And no. like, oh yeah, the thing. Okay. But just in terms of forwardness of my mind, it was scream, so I went with scream. Right. But I am okay with either candidate. We gotta move fast. No problems. Oh, boy. We have to go fast. Yeah, we have to do. Should we just flip three four more? coins or? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do The Shining versus Reanimator. Okay, I think right, this is well, relatively this is, easy. I feel actually. like this is this very is easy, similar right? to where the re, where Reanimator has already been, which is fighting against these. Yeah, it's the Cinderella story of the bracket, all right? Reanimator needs really, to make yeah. it to the big dance. So this is where Reanimator shines in a lot of ways, and mm. it's very Unintended. strong here. Okay. So, um, Shining, I feel like we've talked about them a lot. I, I don't know if anyone wants to get in just a few last words because we do have to wrap up the the, the bracket, Elise. Um, and I feel like we're going to want to spend most of that time on the final. One. I would just g go back to that feeling you had when it was Reanimator up against Pan's Labyrinth, right? And you and you made the strategic decision to think about how awesome the special effects were, how horrific, how oh, the special effects are amazing in The Shining, right? No, yeah, yeah. but this how is those a elevator doors open, contest. all that blood, That's incredible. Remember how awesome of a horror movie Reanimator is, and Reanim Shining could be on a million shelves. Reanimator is only on one shelf at Blockbuster. I know it doesn't exist anymore, but <laughs> think about it like that. And vote like that, right, James? I know that's your it's, how you're uh, gonna do it too. And I think we're ready. Let's go. Okay. Any other? No, any other final thoughts? For I mean, we've else? talked about all of these movies very recently. Okay. All right. Let's 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 vote. So it's going to be one finger for Reanimator, and two fingers for The Shining. Hello, three, three, two, one, go. Oh, oh. God. And just like that, Ryan is eliminated from the tournament. Yeah. You lost, Ryan. Ryan lost the tournament. Oh, except there's no way there's you can no win or lose. The worst day of my life. How it goes. Hey, I mean the thing is, dude, these are all great movies. So I don't what, think it's what like that? there's stuff that other people put into this bracket that I was like, oh yeah, that's amazing. I just and I want to say this, Ryan. Rocky didn't win. Against Apollo Creed. <laughs> took him all 12 rounds, though. But he took him all took 12 him rounds. All 12 he rounds. went all the way. No one thought that he could do it. And yeah. no one thought Reanimator could get this but far. But the movie or won Best Picture. What? What? No, Reanimator didn't win the shit. The Rocky won no. Best Picture, is what I'm <laughs> oh, saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So the guy didn't. Yeah, so, but right. that means Reanimator should win Best well, Picture. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right, so now we're moving on sense. to figure out what our other... Uh, our other competitor in the final four or finals is going to be it's Nightmare on Elm Street versus The Thing. Oh, The Thing. <laughs> I, 
God, the exorcist should be here. I still can't believe it. Army of I Darkness feel like should be there. blame Coin. Coin, you know, <laughs> we could start our own horror movie with Coin just ruining everybody's lives. Yeah, the evil. Well, there's what's that movie Rubber about the tire that goes on a killing spree. Yeah. All right. Um, this is. I feel like very similar to the discussion we had before about the thing being maybe a better made movie. Um, still scary in a lot of other ways. Uh, and with Scream, it was against with something that was maybe a little bit more meta. This Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, doesn't have the meta aspect, but it does have the like. OG, like the only only reason movies like Scream and stuff like this exist is because of like Nightmare on Elm Street has all that personality. It's got a silhouette. What's the silhouette and thing? A head <laughs> with spider legs? I don't know. <laughs> belly with teeth. Hard to say. Yeah, there's two. Yeah, there, there's belly. no one thing, right? It's got so many different versions. Almost, you know, it's video gamey in that mm-hmm. respect that it's got different levels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The it, concept it, of dying in your dreams. Can't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I guess they both have their their aspects of isolation. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. I guess the nightmare aspect is way more relatable than you know being stuck stuck in the Arctic with an alien. So there, no, there's but, a little, but, but not being able to trust the people around you because you think that there's an alien yeah. inside of them. That's relatable. You almost <laughs> you had just not said the second half. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's tough. It is very, very tough. I don't know any other. But I think whoever wins this one. We all lose. No. Whoever oh. wins this one, we win. Those are two great movies. Oh, okay. That's how, that's how I felt last time. That's how I felt last time. That's like, how I felt. I think we were just, just happy to play. Yeah, so. Just happy to play. Yeah, well. <laughs> Those are two great movies. Uh-huh. So you shake the hand okay, of your so foe after the end of the game. You go down the line and shake everybody's oh. hand. We all win. I still think Exorcist should be we, up I, but the, I, I don't think we can go back like that. Everybody watching and listening, they won. Everyone here, all of our us panelists won, except for me who watched the American version of Martyrs. <laughs> yeah. Everybody won. So, like, we all won, okay. except for me. Let's do it. Let's vote. We're going to go one finger for the oh, thing, okay. two fingers for Nightmare on Elm Street. It's easy. It's not easy. Okay. Do it in three, two, one, go. Bing. Oh my god. Bing, bing. Wow. Coin. Oh my god, it's a tie. Mm. We gotta flip a coin for this one. Oh no. We gotta flip a coin for this one. So heads, it's gonna be the thing. Tails, it is Nightmare on Elm Street. Lucky the, the lady thing? tonight. Does it landed on Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh! No! Wow. Nightmare on Elm Street. Huge. Oh, huge. That's real up, huge. big upset. I am actually. I'm excited for this upset. because I think this is the more interesting discussion, personally. Wow. I think we have gotten mm. to the heart of it. Through all of these elimination, we are going shining against Nightmare on Elm Street. There are two I different, think we have perfectly way different. narrowed it down yeah. to what horror can be. In, it's in, in your mind, professions. man. It's all psychological. <laughs> That's what we figured out. <laughs> well, oh is horror God. this slow-burning... Thing that like a, a slow descent you know, into madness represents a human humanity in a lot of ways because if we had the thing they're basically I mean for all intents and purposes they're the same kind of movie they use a one uses a ghost mm-hmm. and a haunting and one uses an alien to represent genuine human things or whatever I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street 
is a different kind of horror movie sure. that is basically just trying is like what what's the most exciting entertaining thing we can put in front of an audience to make them scared yeah. but also enjoy themselves while watching this movie whereas the shining or something like the thing if it had been here would have been what's Should've the been. best movie we can make that is also scary like that where we're tapping into dread and fear as the emotion the thematic emotional ties to this piece of work and so i'm really excited to see where we land on this because next time this to me is the interesting debate no absolutely not we're doing it this time <laughs> this to me is the interesting debate if there were three then i would say something like a reanimator which is neither scary like like nor has a human humanity like but it's this other element of like shock and like oh my gosh like uh, impressiveness would be would be part of it, but I'm really happy that we landed with these two. This is why you trust in the practice. Which which one has the better sequel? Does that at all Shine, matter? Shine, wait, which one does? I said which one has the better sequel? Isn't the Shining of a shitty like made for TV I mean, one or something? Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Two sucks. It's not good. Oh, the Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is okay. Doctor Sleep was fun. Um, but I don't know that that has any bearing. <laughs> no, <laughs> a sequel that came out decades later. Um, hmm, it's really tough. But they, really I, tough. I do really like you said. These are like kind of polar opposite ends of maybe that whole horror genre in general, where you've got. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Nightmare to me, if you're talking about maybe the epitome of horror, this at least has that. We're talking about that silhouette character that can carry a franchise that you can you can hear just a line or see just a part of their costume and you know who that is and you know they made a whole bunch of shitty other movies starring that character and mm-hmm. it you know haunted haunted the dreams of kids for a long time whereas I don't know if you know Jack Nicholson busting through a bathroom door was necessarily one of those things that you know scared the shit out of a 12 year old there's two twins the I mean, there's the twins, scary. the blood, the lady in the bathtub. Bathtub lady, scary. That's <laughs> what second got me. bathtub okay. lady. It just the, there, there is the the kind of the first time that you see, and you know, at the end of the movie, that slow push on the photo of of Jack Nicholson yeah. at the party. Like that is a very, um, like cerebral and scary moment when you see, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of goosebump sort of moment. I, it feels like the difference between bone chilling and. Your popcorn popping out of your yeah. The pot, uh, uh, as you guys know, you know, I'm a man of the people, right? You know, I'm a populist. Uh, you know, red state Ryan here. Um, and uh, (laughs) by the way, we did confirm red state Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) What? What does that mean? We did confirm it. (laughs) That I'm from a red state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the uh uh uh. Anyway, I think Nightmare uh on Elm Street. That is like your. I'm gonna bring a date to this movie, and we're all gonna get scared and have a fun time at the movies together. You know, mm-hmm. and throw our popcorn up and mm-hmm. get the chills and have a good time. And it's made for. It's a crowd pleasing movie. Yeah. Right. It's a good shining. Like I said before, you know, I fucking love it, but that is not what this movie is. It is, it is, you know, if, if, if you were taking a bunch of people there, you know, uh, to go have a good crowd pleasing mm-hmm. type of movies, some people would be a little bored, I think, at the shining. I love mm-hmm. it, but it is not, you got to pay attention more. Not that that's a bad thing, but it is mm-hmm. not for your everyman, I don't think. I think it is for much more for the film nerd 
uh-huh. uh, sure. uh, as opposed to the best horror. Not necessarily that that doesn't. That's not a knock on it. I'm just state, trying to state the facts. This is also a very personal thing for me. You know, you guys don't have to vote this way, but The Shining took out the human centipede. We all know how I feel about that. It took out Reanimator, two of my darlings. Oh, There's no way I'm letting Shining. I'm voting for The okay. Shining in the wow. fucking uh, thing. <laughs> no, no. This is revenge yeah. vote okay. all the way. Okay. Now we're on Elm Street. Let's go with WC. I'm, you know, another <laughs> character was seeking revenge, and it, Freddy Krueger. That's right. Uh, being burned, you know, by the... Yeah, but his vengeance was, he was, was a little misplaced because he had also been a garbage human. Yeah. I always thought it was funny children. how Freddy was like, I will get my revenge. And they're like, what What we did to you is justified, dog. <laughs> 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 um, so, yes, you step into an mm. elevator with someone and they go and, and someone goes, all right, it's a movie. What if your dreams could kill you? What if your nightmares were real? And they go, oh. And you go, now you step into an elevator with someone else, and then you describe The Shining. <laughs> what if writer's block could kill your family? What <laughs> if you were sent somewhere because you had no money, so you had to take your family Ghost to story. this remote hotel that's completely... I've already gotten off the elevator. Right, come on, let's go, little intern. I'm, I got the places to be. Yeah, that's what they'd say. They wouldn't... Uh... No, I... I, everything Ryan said, I agree with, but I don't think that just because something is more popular means that it necessarily has yeah, more worth, I don't especially. It's, it's like and the so, d- the Academy Award for Best Picture versus, you know, whatever Marvel movie made a billion dollars. The MTV mm-hmm. Movie Award winner. There you go. For Best Kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a surfboard. Okay. Does, any, does everyone feel like they can confidently vote? <sighs> This is I mean, huge, guys. This is to. the finals, all right? So this don't take this lightly. I mean, everyone vote no the way I'm backs. voting. No take-backs. <laughs> Once we have decided on this, there are no take-backs. And again, if it is a tie, the coin flip will not be factored in. You'll have one option to try and sway um, someone who voted the way you didn't in a different way, and then it will go to the coin flip. <laughs> all right, everybody ready? One finger for The Shining, two for Nightmare on Elm Street, this is to pick the perfect horror film. Vote in three. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. Calling a timeout. Uh, Need a timeout to gather yourself. This is huge. This is the moment was all. So, what, so why are you waffling, Elise? Like I, I also am having a hard time. I was just going to go with whatever popped out of my fingers. Um, wow, that's how you're voting. Hmm. Well, you're voting just in, for spite. So that's not a good yeah, reason at all. Yeah, that's a good as enough reason as any. We've got two no, it's not. That's a terrible here. reason. And I give you other reasons to, to support that reason. That's the Here's second, the question. Do I spite vote to spite Ryan's spite vote? That's what I was thinking about. Oh, my God. I will give you Come $20. On, Remember that. That still stands from the last episode. <laughs> just pick which one. Just pick which one. Dan never got paid. Just Yeah, I, just um, FYI. I got, Ryan is going to welch on his payments. We have to vote, guys. We have to vote. Okay. So it's one finger for Shining, two for Nightmare on Elm Street. Ready to vote in three, two. Oh, hey, 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 okay. oh my God. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just not you ready. Can't, you cannot pause it. Once the count has started, you can't pause it. <laughs> wow. This is huge. I'm not ready. I can't make this decision. The Exorcist <laughs> should be there. <laughs> <laughs> Army of Darkness. Um, you know, okay. it's undoubtedly, The Shining is a better crafted movie. By someone who, you know, is arguably a genius and one of the best directors of all time. But 
Nightmare on Elm Street is certainly a more enjoyable, by definition, horror film with, you know, Isn't that what you go to the movies character. for, to, be in, to, to, to enjoy things? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes yes. you go to the movies, see other movies. Sometimes you go see Roma. The legs is, what does that say about neo-feminism? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm ready to vote. Okay. I'm ready to vote. All right. One for Shining, two for Nightmare on Elm Street. Vote in three, two, one. Go. Woo-hoo. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is, wow, wow. This is a consensus. Wowie, wow, wow. Wowie, wow, wow. So that is that one vote pre- for The Shining, three votes for Nightmare on Elm Street. I almost wow. went one Shining. Of spite, uh, one of them spite, two that, others well-informed. Uh, yeah. For audio <laughs> listeners, I just want to let you know, uh, Elise voted for The Shining, James, Dan, and Ryan voted for Nightmare on Elm Street. I technically win both ways because I put this in the competition. You put oh, both yeah, of them in the competition? Sure. Curious I put Neighbor on Elm Street in. Oh, and you oh, voted you know, against I, it? I actually I put the Shining wow. in and voted against it, so. Wow. That, that we reversed. I, I threw force, being forced to or not, basically I've had to vote against all of my movements. So. <laughs> um, and then Pan's Labyrinth beat the other ones. Wow. Um, Nightmare on Elm okay. Street. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street is the winner. Spike um, I forget about that. Yeah. Everyone, uh, does everyone feel okay? We didn't have to do a coin flip for the end, so this is huge. No, it's, I, I would it's love good. to know now that we've gone through it all. Does everyone kind of having worked through it have the movie that they wish had won? It, not yeah. not of these two, but just of everything entered. Well, Dan, what's yours? I, I'd go back to the Thing because I think that's the the perfect horror movie, um, mm-hmm. and it got close. And you know, I'm I'm fine with it losing to something a bit more iconic to the genre. And also, the, I, I think, think The Exorcist in this out of the same corner, that one, that top bracket was brutal um, outside of uh, the American version of Martyrs. I know. It's like the West <laughs> in the NBA. It's like Mitt Grizzlies are always in the West. We're not even we're in the freaking Eastern United the United States, but we have to play the freaking Lakers and stuff like all these awesome teams. It's like the exact same thing. That's um, exactly what I was before. thinking, too. My pick would have been. Well, it's hard to say. Do, do, do I pick the one that I just love the most, or do I pick the and I wish one, or do I pick the one that I think could have gone same, far, further? And same I, criteria. I think Arm, Army of Darkness is my favorite movie on this list, but that's just a personal pick. I don't expect everyone to think that's the best horror movie, but Reanimator I thought had some legs. It went further than I thought. <laughs> you guys, I'm glad you loved it. I'm glad I forced y'all to watch it, and I and I kind of wish it had gone at least to the finals. But uh, I was happy with how far it went. Yeah, it did I was surprised. Well. I yeah. think Halloween, that early mm. cutout of Halloween. Yeah, that was brutal. Kind of, that would that have been a fault. game changer later on. I'm I could sorry, have seen a world where Dan Halloween to, and to Shining go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. There, there was no criteria, so I just put a really good movie in there uh, that had horror or elements. Halloween and The Thing compete at the end or something would yeah. have been pretty interesting. But ultimately, I'm okay where, with this landed. I think I would, whichever way it would have gone at the end, I would have been fine with it. Real quick, though, Elise. What, you didn't answer your own question. Would you have put The Exorcist up there? Was that what you were leaning towards? I, I definitely think it's The Exorcist. Okay, it's it's the big one for me. Mm. I, I you're freaking freak. Yeah. <laughs> it's not freaking freak. <laughs> so uh, as the as the well, only freaking freak I know, where do you go after The Exorcist and Blue Chips? Like, what else do you watch? Blue Chips, the basketball. Never movie? mind. Uh, <laughs> Sorcerer is awesome. Um, if you haven't seen I that, think you watch the Exorcist TV show with Gina <laughs> Davis, just season, just season one. Bug okay. and Killer Joe. I like his newer stuff too. I love it. I love him. 
Well, that's not. Maybe someday we'll do our freaking bracket. I'm down, <laughs> but probably not. Um, and, but thank you all. Thank you to my co-panelists for joining me, Elise Williams, Daniel Schneider, Ryan Healy. Um, thank you to everyone for watching and listening over the last several weeks. How do you feel about where we landed at Nightmare on Elm Street as the perfect horror film, best slash best for horror film? Um, if you're really upset about it, don't worry about leaving a comment. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so thank you so much for joining me. We love doing these brackets. We'll probably be doing more brackets like this in the future because there's no movie news and there's no movies to watch and review. So we might as well watch old classic things that already exist and then debate their merits. Yes. Um, Thank you again for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Peace out, horror fans. <laughs>